Welcome to episode number 77 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. On today's episode, we take a global look from RVs, I did say RVs, all the way to Tata Docomo in India and everywhere in between. We ask, what is up with Apple's patent? Number 20120115512. Are we seeing the end of the coupon? And what does Converse see as the way to connect with customers? Plus, we have our usual plethora of deals, our resource of the week, and special guest, legendary entrepreneur and Canadian extraordinaire, Dan Martell. What a show! Coming up next. Welcome, everybody. It is Sunday, May 13th, 2012. That is Mother's Mother's Day. It is the closest thing to a divorce to do a podcast on Mother's Day, but we are doing it. My name Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv. You know why you go to Untether.tv. It's the place that you find all these great resources about the mobile industry, plus this very video podcast, these very episodes, 77 of them. With me as always, to one of my sides, that one over there, yeah, Asif Khan from the uh, Location-Based Marketing Association. Good to be back. Happy Mother's Day to uh, both of our mothers. And uh, neither of them are watching this uh, live, I'm sure. Um, well, they're not because uh, we're just recording it. But hey, uh, maybe tomorrow morning they'll see it, Rob. You never know. Well, if, if um, they do, then it'll it'll uh, they are lacking for entertainment. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't... Yeah, exactly. Well... Yes, Anyhow, we got a lot to cover. We do. Well, you can find Asif at thelbma.com, of course, or at the LBMA or at Asif Arkan on Twitter and uh, follow him up because he has a ton of stuff coming down. We are trying to go through this logistic challenge of uh, time zone changes in Europe. And man, what is going on with the LBMA, Asif? Well, it's busy as usual. Uh, we uh, just got back from a few days in, in LA this week. Uh, you know, great meetings with uh, some of the. Uh, Studios down there, uh, local radio station KJLH had a great uh, event on location-based marketing for their uh, listening audience and trying to educate some small businesses around this stuff. And we had Dave Tishner from uh, Yowza on the panel, and uh, Katie Burbank who runs uh, Yelp uh, locally there in LA, and you know, great, great little group. Um, um, and uh, yeah, just just good interaction, and uh, got back and um, getting ready for a trip down to Orlando this week, and then uh, Europe the week after. And yeah, there's a lot going on. So um, and then we got Untethered Talks coming up, and there's all kinds of stuff. LBMA in Montreal about to launch our first chapter uh, uh, in in Quebec, so that'll be good. Yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know how you do it, man. I just I don't know where where you find the stamina uh, to do what you what you do because you're you're putting on events at the same time as speaking at events, and I'm just trying to put on one event, and uh, and it is uh, a a huge resource drain, right? Uh, there's a lot of effort that goes into this. People who do this and make it look effortless are my heroes. So Asif, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no, there's some there's some fantastic event planning people out there. Like, trust me, I don't know how they do it either. But well, yeah, and you know, we 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 keep adding to our roster of uh, folks that are speaking at uh, at Untethered Talks. Um, uh, you know, for those of you who uh, don't know, uh, this is uh, the place to go and find out what's going on in the in the future of mobile and uh, the impact that mobile's having on our lives. And there's certain areas that we're focusing on. Obviously, uh, you know the folks that we've got going there. The folks that are not on the site as of now. 
um, which is a uh, we're really excited about it. Is uh, we got Schneider Mike coming on up to participate in this, and uh, we've also um, uh, got uh, uh, the CEO of uh, Banjo, who is absolutely like I can't tell you how excited I am about that. Uh, Daniel's going to be up there uh, having a participating in. in um, uh, with us as well and, and we got a whole bunch of new announcements as well coming up so check out the site on tethertalks.com every day it seems like we're bringing on a speaker we're up to uh, over 20 speakers now at this at this monumental event uh in toronto june 26 27 we, if we could just take the time to actually fill out the rest of the website i think this would be a great thing uh the agenda and the schedule will go up uh, this week so take a look on tethertalks.com pretty excited pretty excited man pretty excited yeah, it's awesome. It's it's going to be a great event. I think everybody, uh, if you're in Toronto or can get to Toronto, you got to yeah. be there. And so. it is a, a a universal U.S. non-Canadian uh, focus. It's a it's a it's a North America worldwide focus, and and topics are going to be great. So, please show up. Registration is now open. Ding. What do you say we jump into this week? Um, what a week it was. As as usual, we got a number of stories. Uh, we're gonna we're not going to gloss over any of them, and. Um, the uh, piece that I have with uh, Dan Martell, who is uh, the founder of Clarity, uh, is uh, actually um, a, a much longer piece that will be available uh, this week as well on Untether.tv. We sat down for over an hour. I, I don't even know how to split it up. You're going to have to just listen to this. It's pure gold. This guy is a uh, is a Canadian uh, legend entrepreneur. He's a, works out of the Bay Area in San Francisco, and he is just... Um, an extraordinary guy, and uh, you'll find that in this one hour. I, I monopolized his time. I took an hour out of his time. So uh, here it will just be a clip uh, for Dan. But we got a whole bunch of stuff to go to before then, so you got to stick around. I'm not even going to tell you when it is in the show. You got to stick around through the whole stuff. So what do you say we jump into our stories, Asif? Starting with yeah, let's do it. starting with this. Uh, how about some RVs? What is this about RVs, man? RVs. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, so, so I read this piece uh, this week, uh, uh, All Stays Camp and RV is the actual name of the app, and, um, and it even says in the, in the article that as I was reading this thing that it's a great, a great uh, app, but a terrible name. Um, you know, they were called out right, right in, the, in, in the piece as I read it. Um, yeah, so really, you know, if you're into camping, if you're into RVing, um, you know, around uh, Canada or the U.S., these guys have mapped out 22,000 spots, um, locations that you can uh, you can uh, you know park your RV and go camping. And uh, and it's not just mapping them out; it's it's you know everything to do with these things, like you know where you can find uh, power, you know what you know where you can find gear, uh, stores that are nearby to these places. Those are all included on the map. Um, you know, it's it's all you know everything you can do from a location perspective to you know, pull all the data together that you need for everything that you would need when you're out camping and doing RVing. So, kind of interesting, kind of cool. It, you know, uh, it, it's been my yeah. dream. I don't know about you, but it's been my dream to to load the family up and and do what I do like this from an RV. I mean, it sounds stupid, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of guys out there listening that are just like, "Yep, mine too, Rob. Mine too." Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I I love the idea. Well, as long as you could follow Springsteen along the way, right? Well, you know what? There's a, remember the Grateful Dead? For those of you who are, uh, you know, born uh, in, in the 60s and 70s, you remember the Grateful Dead. This was a, uh, a band that you, they, just, they just followed. A, it was legendary. They just toured forever, and they just, uh, these guys were called Deadheads, and 
uh, you know, Springsteen head is exactly Springsteen heads are exactly what we're, what I'm talking about. Follow him around in an RV. I think you should, I think you should lead that, bro. <laughs> Just start that campaign. Yeah. Well, if I needed to, I would use Allstay's RV app because it tells you where to go. And they, you know what? I was looking on their site, and and they have a, a, a whole ton of apps here. Like, um, they have like uh, Allstay's Camp and RV, which we just talked about. They have the CRV Light. They have Truck and Travel, Hotels by Chain, Overnight. They have one, two, three. I mean, they have. I think they have sixteen, nineteen apps on the iPhone, and like oh, yeah. twenty-five apps on uh, on Android. It's crazy. All stays. Yeah, and what I like about this too, for, from their perspective, is it's not just uh, an app for the sake of an app. They actually charge for yeah. this app. You got to buy this app. Like it's you know, like they, like they they make money here. They actually have revenue. And up. it's it's six bucks. I know. Like what is that? Like a highway robbery, pun intended. Hey, eh? sorry. <laughs> Go check it out. Uh, you know what? And uh, if anybody's interested in that whole Springsteen thing, dial me up. Yeah, give me a call. Yeah. All right, second story. We'll jump into some second yep. story. This is uh, Tata Docomo out of India. Partners with this company called Snapdeal.com. Uh, talk about this. this is pretty. Uh, you know, I like this. It's not new or anything like that, but I think that this is a trend that we've been seeing. Yeah, well, we've talked a lot about uh, you know carriers and and the role that they have to play in the, in, the, in bringing deals to subscribers. Uh, we've talked you know about Placecast in the past. We've talked about O2. We've talked about you know all that kind of stuff and, and the, sort of the the power of you know using carrier network to geofence someone's location and push a deal over SMS as opposed to in an app. Uh, and that's what this is. This is an SMS-based uh, deal delivery network in India uh, on the Snapdeal uh, platform. Um, the interesting thing is, is uh, as I was reading this, and, they were, and the, the CEO of Snapdeal was quoted in, in this article, a guy named Kanal Bale, um, said that uh, you know why this is so significant for the Indian market is, is when you look at it, there's 850 million mobile subscribers in India compared to 110 million people um, you know who can access the internet, um, like who, who uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the ability to browse the internet on their mobile device, and so what that means is, is you have a lot of feature phones, and SMS works, you know, pretty darn well in that environment. So you know, you're, this is all about reach. This is all about you know, reaching as many people as possible, and uh, it makes sense, right? I think it does. I, I you know, it, it's funny the choice. Uh, the, these companies like Snap Deals, uh, you know, they it just shows you the number of deal companies that are out there. That's just it's just an insane amount. And and when a company like uh, Tata Docomo picks one of these companies, it, it it always makes me wonder. Well, first of all, um, you know, the reach of these companies, and and uh, why wouldn't they go with something like like a Groupon? Why you know is there a reason they wouldn't go with Groupon? You think? Well, I, I mean, I can only suspect that. Uh, well, I think there's two reasons. One is, is I, I think uh, you know, Groupon, pro you know, probably doesn't have the same coverage that some of these guys have in the Indian market. Two, you know, two is, you know, Groupon, you know, just takes too much of the pie uh, for a lot of these guys, and you know, turns them away. You know, from that perspective. Um, three is is you know the other part of this that, that we haven't mentioned yet is is that they actually charge um, you know th th so this program is called Deal Zone that they're th this combination of Snap uh, Snap Deals and Tata Docomo uh, this this new service is called Deal Zone and they actually charge the subscriber to use it 
Okay, to, to get these deals, if you want deals, not just do you, you know, do you opt in, you actually pay. Uh, I think it's it's one uh, one rupee per day. Wow. Okay, to to, to participate in this thing. Um, so obviously the deals have to be significant, and yet you know there's still a revenue stream just from that alone that's uh, that's being generated. So you know Groupon obviously isn't going to participate in that kind of. Yeah, and I think that there's a maximum cap, like a 15% discount, is what is what uh, the most you can you can have as a result of this. And I think that that's a challenge as well yeah. for for Groupon. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, so. it just, I mean, this, this is a big industry. It's a big world, and certainly India, um, one of the largest, most connected planets uh, or countries on the planet, simply because they didn't adopt big screen sedentary technology yeah. around uh, around the web. Very cool. All right, so what what do you think the significance of uh, 2012-011-5512? That number doesn't mean a lot, but I think that uh, there's, you know, this is a patent number that Apple has uh, finally been awarded. I think that they actually filed for this in 2009 or something to that extent, um, or they filed in November 20, uh, actually 2010, and they were awarded in May of this year this patent, 2012-011-5512. 55, 12. What is it, Steve? Well, it's described as a beacon-based geofencing um, solution. So uh, I'll, I'll read the uh, quick little abstract here for, for, the, uh, for the viewers and listeners. A mobile device can monitor a current location using a multi-tier approach. A baseband subsystem can monitor a course location of the mobile device using various course location parameters, such as mobile country code, a location area code or a call identifier, cell ID, as the mobile device moves closer to the geographic region. Upon determining that mobile device is in a in, is in a cell that intersects that geographic region, the baseband subsystem can transfer the monitoring to the application subsystem. So basically, it goes on and on. But basically, what this is saying is is that the device is, is being uh, triggered based on you know passing a beacon. Uh, in this case, which is is one of these, you know, th this broad subsystem, which is location, area code, country code, or cell identifier, and then once it once it hits, uh, you know, crosses one of those beacons, it then uh, triggers another layer within the thing, which is the application layer, to then respond and and you know perform another series of operations. So this is a multi. It's as they describe it. It's a multi-tiered uh, way to sort of use location or determine location um, by by passing through a series of layers. So it's kind of interesting. It's very different than the way it's done today. Um, you know, all, all the systems that we have today are single layer, right? I mean, it's either we use cell tower. Or we use, you know, Wi-Fi, or we use, you know, GPS. There, there's some, you know, sort of uh, combinations of GPS and Wi-Fi out there, to some extent, or some combinations of, of, you know, but they're still at that at that core layer of, you know, we're just determining location of the device. We're not looking at area codes, country codes, and cell ID, and then and then going to the application layer, which is what this is talking about. So the complicated stuff i know no Sorry. but it, yeah i mean this is your background so you, but but um i think the big question here is what exactly is apple doing with this technology because this is a this is a uh, geofence beacon based geofencing so what we're talking about there's a lot of companies out there that are playing in this space and what do you think that apple is doing so if i kind of you take it Take a look at what Apple's doing with the mapping software. They're moving away from Google. That's what the rumor is. They did it in their photos. Now they're they're talking about actually moving yep. away from Google altogether. 
which I think from a competitive standpoint makes absolute sense. You know, it's it's weird that they that they work so closely together, but Google Maps is the standard and maybe they didn't have a complete offering until uh, you know iOS uh, or uh, you know the iPhone 5 that that is coming out at some point. But uh, what do you think that this means that they're getting into this uh, geofencing space? Does this play with their iAds platform? Does this play with their mapping platform? Uh, is this is this their push into into uh, targeted advertisements? I think so. I mean, I, you know, as I said, I think you know, this is about triggering, you know, a fi much more finite location uh, that can you know, allow the applications, whether it's the iAds or the maps or you know, whatever, music or content uh, delivery or, or anything that, you know, you want to trigger on a location-specific nature to, to happen, um, you know, at a, at a super finite layer, right? So, you know, this is, in some respects, you know, when, you know we talked about Google and the Google Glasses and all that stuff a little while ago, um, you know, this becomes, a, you know, very easily doable with something like, like a beacon-based geofence, right? Well, I even think about uh, commerce, Right. And uh, isn't yep. Apple one of the only companies that hasn't, uh, you know, first of all, hasn't agreed to NFC, hasn't released anything with NFC, hasn't partnered on a uh, on a wallet or an equivalent to that extent because they have the iTunes in your credit card already. So what do you think that this means from a geofencing wallet, uh, you know, couponing, um, targeted advertisement, enticements? I think that this is all part of that big plan. And, and uh, who, who knows where this goes? But it's uh, I think we might look back at this and think, wow. Um, two things one of them is is this something that they have to license like if they own the patent to this does this mean that the patent is owned by them to do this kind of stuff and and uh and is it pervasive enough that other companies have to actually license it from them uh, i mean what is this I, anybody out there who understands like, yeah what does this mean to the rest of the industry because <laughs> because it might just seem to me like it it's it's all of a sudden uh, apple's in control here yeah, I mean, I mean, and we, we don't know, right? I mean, we're 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 simply responding to what what we read this week and and the announcement of this patent. But you know, what we do know is is there's a lot of patents that have been issued, right? And we've talked about several of them on this show. Um, you know, where which eBay now owns has many patents around location. Point has quite a few patents. There's a number of guys around here that have patents. Um, so who knows, right? Um, who knows who, who has to license what or what's going to happen, but this is an interesting approach. We have, I've not seen anything like this yet. We've seen lots of couponing stuff and we've seen lots of other things, but beacon-based geofencing, multi-tiered yeah. in this way is an interesting approach. It is, and, and what's, what's interesting about it is that they didn't acquire a company to acquire the patent. They did this the old-fashioned way. Did you look at the actual patent, I Rob? Did. I mean, whose name is on it? Is it, is it Jobs himself? No, it isn't Jobs. It's actually uh, a couple of uh, folks that work for uh, for Apple. I'll pull it up here. Uh, if I can, yeah. yeah, let me just pull it up here. Zoom in a little bit. Um, Morgan Grang Granger uh, from Sunnyvale, Robert Mayer from Half Moon and uh, Bay, and Ronald K. Huang from, uh, from San Jose. So I'm going to assume that these are Apple employees, but... Um, I have no idea. This yeah. was filed in uh, November uh, 2010 and issued May 10th, 2012. So this is obviously a something that is uh, that has been around for quite some time in the in the works in the process. So uh, I don't know, but it isn't Steve Jobs, no. But All it right. is a, a signee right. to Apple Inc. of Cupertino, California. So 
We'll see what happens here. The beacon-based geofencing, multi-tiered beacon-based geofencing for Apple. This is a patent. Patent number 2012-011-5512. See how significant that becomes. Nice. All right. The next story. Uh, this is interesting. Edo. Um, I don't think that this is something that's unique, but they've got their uh, card-based location offers. So I've got a little video here that's going to walk us through what it okay. means. It's uh, it's about two minutes, uh, and you'll understand what uh, Edo does. And it's it's not new, but it follows a trend, another trend that we've been following. So here, I'll just uh, hit play on this, and we can watch Edo and uh, what this means. Card-based location offers. Here's Edo. Finally, a way to connect online advertising with in-store results. And it's all done with this. Our Edo Marketplace is transforming shopping. We give consumers a simple way to save, and we give marketers and merchants new ways to drive traffic in-store. It's a frictionless solution that is targeted, profitable, measurable, with clear insight into consumer spending behavior. Consumers love trying new things and saving money, but the world of saving is cluttered and impersonal. Here's how it works. Offers are automatically available on the credit, debit cards, and mobile phones consumers carry with them daily. No clipping coupons, checking in, or printing of the offer. This coffee shop wanted to target new consumers and drive trial around their new bakery item. Their offer was $1 off a $5 purchase. To redeem the offer, all Sarah needs to do is use her credit or debit card. $1 is instantly refunded to her bank account, faster than she received her latte. It's as easy for merchants as it is for consumers, no matter how big or small. You can easily target based upon spending behavior, with no need for additional systems, point-of-sale integration, staff training, or coupons and vouchers that slow down service. Our Edo Marketplace solution delivers weekly personalized offers tailored to shopping habits. Notifications are delivered via email, text message, or even mobile app. Savings are refunded instantly. Millions of consumers are enrolled in the program through bank and credit card partners. So give us a call, run a program, and see how easy it is to drive profitable sales. The card is the connection, and it's already in your customer's wallet. Edo, transforming shopping and saving. So, I, I, you know, nothing revolutionary there. I mean, what we're talking about here is a company that, that is uh, essentially... Um, We've seen this with uh, with American Express do this as well, where it's automatically uh, credited, yep. you know, uh, based on a purchase. So you walk into a store, you buy something, and you uh, you get a discount or whatever that uh, the value of that uh, of that discount is directly deposited into your account. So the example in that in that video or the 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 ad was basically, you spend five dollars, you get a dollar back, and uh, the dollar is immediately refunded as soon as uh, you use your debit or credit card on it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, it's, as we've said before, when we talked about sort of the Amex uh, Foursquare partnerships and Visa and Shopkick and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I, I think this is a great way for, uh, you know, simplify the process, ease the redemption uh, issues that we've seen around, you know, merchants that can't scar scan barcodes. Um, you know, I, it, it makes sense, right? It, it's a, it's a interim solution until we get to mobile wallet, 
um, you know, and you know whether that is you know which one of those is going to be uh, per, uh, you know going to win the battle, whether it's the ISIS or the Google Wallet or the whatever. Um, but you know, until we get there, until we have devices that are uh, all NFC compliant and you know wallets that consumers are, are accepting, this is a good way to deal with it. it you know, having physical card connected to credit card. Um, uh, you know, swipe, uh, discounts come off, uh, we're tracking transactions, we know where you shop, we know where you've been, you know, it's all location data, uh, you know, that's that's sort of being mined here and uh, ultimately, you know, um, you know, simplifying the process both for the consumer and the merchant. So I, I like it. You know, I, here, here, here's where I wonder is that uh, are we watching the birth of the e-wallet, the true e-wallet, right? Is it you know, what I like about this is that it doesn't change behavior. It's, you know, I walk up, I, I can use my pay pass, I can use my debit card, I can use my credit card. It, it's the way that I done it. Merchants mm -hmm. don't have to change their systems in order to be able to accommodate all this. I don't have to rethink a behavior. Um, and, and I just wonder is that is, are we watching the, the birth of, of this e-wallet, this mythical e-wallet? Because this kind of stuff is so simple. It's already part of what we do. And I wonder if, if, if this, if this is the e-wallet we're seeing and and what we're trying to build here is something that, that we don't need I, I still believe that the credit card companies are the ones that are going to eventually own this they own the infrastructure they own the facilitation they own the, the brand the awareness the trust the mechanisms for fraud they own all of that kind of stuff mastercard owns PayPass across the you know across the united north america they have 350 or 400 locations that are that are doing this already you know tap to to pay and yeah. And and I just wonder, you know, is this just a, a um, it's just this, are we watching this right now? Everything done behind the scenes and credit card companies owning that relationships, banks owning that relationships, carriers owning those relationships. And are we just, are, are all the other uh, e-wallet companies just barking up the wrong tree here, trying to create complexity where all the, all we need is this kind of simplicity? See, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um it's a hard one. I mean, and I don't think you're, you know, you're, you're wrong. I think, you know, changing behavior is hard, right? Um, you know, and, and this, as you said, this doesn't change behavior. This is just doing what I usually do, but getting the benefits of, you know, what's happening, um, you know, with, with, with coupons and discounts and, and all, that, all that comes with it. So, yeah, I like it. I like the simplicity. Is it the birth of the e-wallet? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, I do think there's a mobile wallet solution that will emerge uh, and that will, you know, we'll all be using uh, three years from now, um, you know, but it's going to take a while. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah. you know, I, I think this is a good interim way, to, you know, until we get there. Well, I love it. You know, when, when, when I don't have to worry about all of this kind of stuff, when I don't have to worry about, about yeah. uh, managing anything, managing my... Uh, my discounts, my coupons, my, uh, you know, uh, my refunds. Those are the kind of things that I like, you know, and, and anybody who can facil facilitate that. It's the same thing when I go and buy something like uh, I buy something at Best Buy or Future Shop sometimes. Um, and, uh, and they have a 30-day price guarantee. And I want to be able to basically walk in there and say, listen, uh, if at any point in those 30 days, my credit card or my debit card gets immediately debited the difference if they drop the price. Guaranteed. Like yep. how many times have I been there? I mean, this, I bought this mic. It's a blue mic. At, I bought it at Future Shop and uh, it was uh, 200 bucks. 
And then I was uh, I was around the corner. They have a price matching guarantee. But I was around the corner in another future shop. Uh, you know, 15 days later, it was down to $149. And I'm like, well, where the hell is my receipt? Right now, I have to go. And is it worth that? Right. Yeah. So something that's all encompassing like that that allows for this kind of stuff. Big, big, big kudos for a company that can do that. And I think that that's the next step to the mobile wallet. You know, I think that uh, that kind of simplicity is what the consumers are looking for. Complexity is exactly what the credit card companies and the PayPal and the e and the e-wallet guys are looking for. Uh, they want to complicate our lives. I like this. That's why I like Edo. I like these companies that are doing it. And we're seeing this more and more companies. It's a big trend that we're seeing. Simplicity. Who knew? So uh, go and check them out. EdoInteractive.com. That's EdoInteractive.com if you're interested in that. If you're a merchant and if you've used them or you are participating in them, reach out. Untether at gmail.com. Love to hear your views on that, please. Or you can leave a comment wherever you found this. All right. If that wasn't a deep enough conversation, let's talk about Converse. This is a uh, QR code story with a, with a, um, a merchant called Journeys. Correct. Let's talk about them. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Converse, you know, great shoes. Uh, haven't, haven't owned a pair for a while, though, um, i got to say. So um, anyhow, uh, they partnered up with a, a retailer called Journey. Um, and so they're doing a, an in-store mobile barcode, uh, QR code campaign uh, tied to Chuck Taylor uh, shoes. So Chuck Taylor's a famous, uh, famous guy. Of some some repute, and uh, basically they got this QR code campaign uh, called "Plug Into Color." You you go up, you scan the QR code. They're promoting these uh, Chuck Taylor shoes that are only available in Journey stores. And um, but but the key to this thing, what I love about this, and why why I brought this story forward this week is it, it's not just another go scan a QR code and see what happens or you know maybe uh, you know maybe you get a coupon or whatever it's not that it's it, a, it's connected to a specific brand and specific uh, you know campaign that they're running but more importantly here is, is the objective for converse is to grow their email and SMS databases you know through this campaign right and and we all know how important those databases are right you know having all that you know information about the consumer again it's about data right it's always about data and this is a combination of data you know that you know we can use to contact you in the future with, with data about where you go where you've been where you've shopped you know you know location right so it's it's sort of the mashup of that data and that's why i really like this it's not just you know a, a one off thing it's it's about you know collecting data that's going to enable them to do ongoing engagement with the, with with these consumers. There has to be an action when you use a QR code. There has to be an action when you use a QR code. You cannot just send people to your stupid mobile website. That just drives me up the wall. You know, if if I could figure out how to reach out, Cashmere. Have you ever heard of these guys? Cashmere. They're a toilet paper company. They got a QR code on the back yeah. of their toilet bar. Toilet paper, uh, not the actual toilet paper rolls, which would be funny anyways, because it would give uh, men anyway something to do uh, when they're in the washroom, right? Instead of reading magazines. Mm. Well, my kids are trained now with QR codes. So there's a QR code on anything. They're like, scan it, Dad, scan it. So I scanned this one, and it takes me to their full-blown website with no action. <laughs> I'm like, you, you have got me there. Don't send me to your stupid website. It, it is, uh, you know what? Don't do it. 
Because you know what? I have shown myself. I put my hand up. And what have you done? You've sent me to your Cashmere website. Man, so I, this is what I love about this as well, <clears throat> is that it drives to an action. It drives to an action, which is you want something, give me your email address. Sign up for SMS deals. Sign up for yep. sign up for a way for us to interact with you. Still think that this is... Yeah, and they're giving you a music download in this case. Uh, you know, we, I'm sorry, we didn't, I didn't explain that at the front yeah. end. Um, and and you know to your point about you know actually taking it somewhere. So when you when you scan this QR code, right? It it, it what happens is is that you're taken to a landing page where, where they display the new line of of these Chuck Taylor uh, spring theme colored shoes, um, and then and then it redirects you to their mobile website where you can buy the shoes, check to see if they're in, in available in store, real time product inventory data. Uh, order them or do a click to call okay so there's all kinds of stuff you can do here, right all through this this mobile uh, landing page that they redirect you to that's they're, you know, well they're hitting they've optimized it they're, they're making it they're work. hitting they're hitting everything which is which is great uh, you know but I, I, again you know my my views are about simplicity I've just we just preached about this is that we kind of went overboard with a bunch of things don't send me to your website because that's too simple and and, and too dumb and I mean that in not a, you know, I mean that in, in the insulting way. It's dumb. Don't waste uh, an interaction like that when somebody scans a QR code. But the flip side is don't give them too many options, um, which is, you know, have a, have a directed reason to be there. You know, they, they've done this. I pulled it up on the screen a couple of times. They did this great directed uh, QR code. They styled the QR code so that it had a brand awareness and it was everything like that. But but what what's the outcome? If you want somebody to buy a shoe, tell them to go into the store and buy a shoe, right? And uh, so yeah. if, if uh, I don't know about the placement of these, and maybe it's nitpicking, but the placement of the QR code outside of the Journey store uh, in order to get a download and entice me to buy a shoe, is like, listen, you know what? Just open the freaking door and go in and get a shoe. But if it's an advertisement and it's around that place, or if you know that I'm looking for, yeah. a, for a Converse shoe, then entice me into a store. Move me along the channel. Don't, don't, don't make me do it when I'm standing in front of the freaking store. That's what drives me crazy, is that don't, don't, don't confuse it. it. You know, if you're trying to drive people to a store to buy the shoes, do that. When I'm at the store, don't, don't entice me any other way. Get me in the door to buy the shoe. Right. That's and then when I bought the shoe, have a QR code on the box so that I can further interact with this. Right. You know, it's a flow. So that's why I, yeah. I like this. But on, on one hand, I really like this. But on the other hand, it's so disjointed that it doesn't make a lot of sense. you got to think this through. Think this through, people. And don't just slap up QR codes on everything or else you're going to get into trouble. I mean, you know, nine steps to, to get to a mobile website where I could just type in quite literally the address for those is m.journeys.com, right? It's like, you remember that old yeah. TTC example that you had, the Toronto Transit Commission, where it was like, okay, step one, go download this app. All right, step two, scan this QR code. And if that doesn't work, just go to m.ttc.ca, which was the easier way to do it, right? right? Yeah. That's what I think that we're talking about here, but I think we're on the right path. I don't want to complain about innovation, but... No, I, I mean, again, Sequence. for me, me, the real value here is building that SMS and email yeah. list. Totally, right? Totally agree. And, and the and the you know and for and what I like about that is is that we can spend so much time thinking about mobile only and forget about you know email is still really big. You know, SMS is huge, right? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. You, you want it. You want you want a, that uh, that interaction. You want to be able to get them to to sign up for something so that they become a customer for life or for you know customers are transient, but. You know, Converse, it's like you love them when you're 13 and then you love them again when you're in your 30s, right? And uh, so you want them to come yeah. back. I, I, I like it. I like it. It just leaves me a little empty. So, so, so what happens if you're neither 13 and way past 30? Yeah, exactly. You start wearing, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. Arch supports and Dr. Scholl's. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You, right. you wear comfortable <laughs> shoes. Anyway. All right. So those are the five stories. What do you think? These, I think these are great. They spark a great conversation. They really reinforce the fact that we are watching, we're witnessing some trends here. Things are evening out. And, and that's what I think that is very cool. And again, it, it, it draws attention that we're talking about RVs and we're talking about India. We're talking about Converse shoes. We're talking about discounts and coupons. We're talking about the how, how broad the location-based world is. And, and I think those five stories really indicate it. What do you think? Reach out. Untether at gmail.com or Asif at the LBMA.com. Love or hate mail, we'll take them both. I'll, I'll take the hate mail too. Bring it. Yeah, well, we'll take it all. Those were the five stories. Now, you've got it. This is a, a real treat. Uh, you know, I have uh, been a fan of Dan Martell's for quite some time. Um, you know, he has obviously he's, he's a well-honed, well-heeled entrepreneur, uh, and he's been doing it for quite some time. I, I, I mean, the first time we've, we, I mean, we've talked to him about him for quite some time, haven't we, Steve? Yeah, I mean, Dan, Dan's just a fantastic guy, uh, period. I mean, you know, obviously he's super talented, you know, had great success uh, with a number of startups. He's Canadian, uh, but he's just a, he's just a super guy um, and uh, happens to be, uh, you know, um, engaged to uh, Renee Warren, who is, uh, He's a good good friend of mine for many years now, and and was running our uh, LBMA San Francisco operations. So um, yeah, just 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 phenomenal people. Um, and so yeah, you're gonna enjoy this. So yeah, he's here. He is, Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan Martel. Martel, founder of Clarity, founder of Flowtown, exited there. Uh, just enjoy this. This is a very short clip where we talked about location, the importance of location and proximity. The rest of this will be up on Untether.tv. If not now, um, by the time you're watching this, then then certainly. Uh, um, the 14th of May. If it's after that, then it, go and go and check it out. Dan Martell. Um, what about what about the impact that you you you, you think that we're going to start to see from from this space? From the fact that we're car everyone is carrying one of these. Everybody's moving away from direct search, and everybody is. Um, I mean, knowledge flows freely everywhere you go. What what, what are we going to see? And you can buy anything from anywhere. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that we have yet to tap into is location and um, essentially monitoring certain activities. So people have gotten into that with like Fitbit and um, you know um, you know Runkeeper and like just this idea of like tracking everything as a passive data collection uh, is huge and has yet to be tapped into in a big way. I think, but it's it's definitely at the beginning stage. Um, and then location, just you know being able to show you and filter results or information you know, without you having to tell the service or the product, you know, where you are, um, I think is, is people, under, you know, overlook how important that's going to be for discovery and commerce and um, social features, et cetera. I mean, you know, I think, you know, hyper local is the future and this device is going to enable it, not, not the web browser. So what does that mean to you though? Like, is that, um, I mean, hyper local is a term that's, that's used, used quite often, but even, even with your company with clarity and, and we will get there. 
but a lot of these guys, like the, the, the companies that you've invested in, Local Mind, um, when we talk about massive damage, it, it is a location-based game, right? And what, even when you talk about something like food spotting, um, the, these yeah. are all, and get around. I mean, get around is a pretty cool tool, um, but, but they're all hyper-local, hyper-hyper-hyper-local. Um, so talk about that. Is, it, is location going to be around f um, finding things or buying things for you? Um, I, w I mean, there's this trend called collaborative consumption, which is the the migration of ownership to um, kind of passive rentalship or, or kind of buy the drink usage. And that's where get around and, um, you know, Uber to some degree, Airbnb, um, et cetera. They're solving that. And that's where hyper local. If you think about it, there's everybody has resources and um, and, and physical objects and, and whatnot. And if you can create a marketplace like Zarly, Zarly is a great example. Local Minds is a great example. Zarly says, I would pay X for Y. I would pay $20 to borrow your power cable for the next hour because I'm at the airport. Um, and anybody that's subscribed to that current location that has a power cord can go make 20 bucks. And it's those opportunities in real time in a hyper local way that are going to get unlocked that I think it's both uh, a selling thing, um, you know, on the, on the demand side and then uh, the ability to find um, you know, people to buy, right? So it's it's going to be really. I I think we're again just at the beginning because, you know, if you look at all these, from office space to car sharing to apartment sharing to vacation homes to to high end sports car to boats to food. I mean, people are doing it by you know sharing meals. You know, they cook enough for four and they can invite four people and make friends. It's really just at the beginning it's neat is that i, I mean I, I look at that as expiring inventory right so that that it, you know the minute it starts or the minute the game begins or the the movie starts or you know the minute the day starts and you haven't found somebody to occupy it you you're, you know it's just like i mean it's it's exactly like get around where you start to think about you know my car sits what's that 18 19 20 hours a day that's expired inventory i'm losing value on it and that is a big industry and and now you start to look at everything as as a commerce vehicle don't you absolutely i mean your desk space if i have to go away for a week why can't somebody come and co-work at my space and you know i mean even like golf you know i, I know a startup working on in the golf space same thing right tea times expire if nobody tees off then it's gone inventory and i just think there that the daily deal space was the beginning of a trend that's going to be more around yield pricing inventory and then also um, capacity, like how much are you willing to buy at one time? So it's like Groupon plus expiring uh, inventory discounted over time instead of like a Groupon. It's it's here, but if you, you know, I mean, they're doing that with Jets now, Jet Suite, right? Last minute, like they have the inventory and they discount it as the capacity is there. Well, I haven't, I haven't yet figured out how to actually make money off of renting my family out. That hasn't worked it yet, right? <laughs> There's got to be a way to get, put them to work. I get charged for it. What can you say, Dan Martell? We talk about pretty much everything in uh, in this episode of Untether uh, at Untether.tv. We talk about uh, his entrepreneurial beginnings. He, we talk about the fact that you know why he's doing what he's doing. In fact, the fact that he's born in New Brunswick, and uh, and uh, yeah. 
like uh, and, and people forget that New Brunswick is one of the one was one of the first provinces, probably one of the first uh, places around the world built basically on glass, fiber optics and and the such. So he had great opportunities. And you talk about that 10,000 hours. He was he was around for that. So Dan, really appreciate him doing the episode. And I'm glad that we could use a clip of, of him. And if you haven't checked it out, his latest startup is is something called Clarity. Go to clarity.fm and uh, and take a look at it. I'll pull it up here. It is a uh, it, it, there's a lot more on the interview, but it's a it's a cool service and it uses the phone. Um, so take a look at clarity.fm. Thanks. I really appreciate Dan being on this. Dan, Dan Martell, Canadian extraordinaire. All right. Funding M&A activity. These are smaller deals, but we definitely have, uh, you know, a trend here, which is all these trends, which is, hey, uh, Mark Andreessen. He is everywhere. That's our third story. <laughs> he, he is, is everywhere. everywhere. Andreessen Horowitz is everywhere. But we're going to get to two other, uh, two other, uh, one investment and one acquisition. So let's start with uh, Echo. 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 Closes a small round. Yeah, I mean Echo. Echo is you know one of the the many uh, you know in that group of companies that's basically you know uses location to show you where your friends are and you know hook up and find meetings and you know all that kind of stuff so it's just you know social location social network uh, connect with your friends so they raised 750,000 uh, from Google Ventures uh, of all uh, people uh, along with a group called Pro Founders uh, out of the UK and uh, Don Dodge is, is involved in this um, Blue Pen Capital don't know those guys but uh, anyhow I mean you know a small amount of money but uh, interesting because you know I think because Google's in this for me it's interesting um, you know given that Google's had many kicks at the location social network can and um, here's another one so yeah it's very interesting to me uh, because of that exact fact that you know I, I think it would be a, it would be much more it would be different uh, if Google wasn't involved but because Google Adventures is involved in this it's uh, you know this is one of those things. Uh, Google spending small amounts of money to invest in some of the newest technology or, or up and coming startups to see you know what does disrupt and and I think that it's that's smart. That's why I like the the venture arms of some of these companies. Yeah, it, you know, and you know, from a Google perspective, it, you know, the other interesting part is Echo Echo is multi-platform. It's not Android only, right? It's Wi-Fi. You know, it's it's iPhone, it's BlackBerry, it's it's everything. So um, yeah. Um, and, you know, and I understand that Echo Echo is signing deals with a bunch of other, uh, you know, partnering with some other companies as well to sort of fill out the mix of, of features that they don't have. So Wi-Fi, indoor location pieces, other things, um, you know, which is interesting too because Google has some yeah. of those pieces, yeah. and yet they're not the supplier of them. They're going, they're reaching out to other companies in this case. So, you know, good, good to see that Google Ventures, you know, doesn't always have to do everything Google. Yeah. So, there you go. Well, that's right. Until they cancel all the other, until it, it hits, and then they uh, they kill all the other operating system versions of that, and then yeah, you know, that's been known to happen as well. Echo, echo! Congratulations, 750k, a good amount to spawn innovation and keep entrepreneurs a little bit hungry. 
The second, uh, this is a second story. Uh, this is about uh, Samsung acquiring MSpot. Now, for those of you who don't yes. know what MSpot is, I'm going to run a clip here. We're going to come back after the clip. We're going to discuss this. But uh, this is what MSpot is. It's a uh, it's a quick video demonstration of what it is. You'll see a lot of similarities to a lot of other products that are out in the market. Here is Samsung's, well, new newly acquired Samsung's MSpot. Here we go. You've spent years putting together the best music collection on the planet. As your collection grows, it's becoming increasingly difficult to keep all your music-capable devices synced. Imagine syncing all your devices every time you've purchased new music. Oh, and what about accessing your music library from your friend's house or work? What a pain. With MSpot, your music now follows you. It's the easiest way to get all your music everywhere. Simple, fast, free. Simply visit www.mspot.com to start. Click the download button to start installing a small desktop application. In less than one minute, you're set. From any browser, you can see that MSpot has started uploading your playlists or most recently listened to songs, so you can hear what you like immediately. All your music will be in the MSpot cloud, so your music isn't tied to one device. MSpot redefines music listening. Where else can you automatically get lyrics, album, and artist information while you're listening? On the go? Not a problem. Your music still follows you. Simply get the MSpot mobile app and just sign in. Now you can access all your songs in the MSpot cloud. MSpot redefines syncing. It's so easy and quick with no more cables. So reliable because our technology handles the spottiness of cellular coverage. MSpot plays even when there is no cellular coverage. With MSpot, your music now follows you. Simple, fast, free. Spot. What does it sound like? A thief? Um, it, it sounds like, you know, Samsung's playing catch up. Um, you know, Samsung's done a phenomenal job of, of you know, grabbing market share in the uh, in the smartphone uh, world uh, against, uh, you know, uh, Apple and Google, uh, well, powering a lot of, uh, um, you know, powered by a lot, by Google in a lot of cases. But as far as hardware is concerned, I mean, these guys are, uh, you know, up there with anybody uh, at the moment. So what they've been missing uh, is, is you know, software, uh, and in this case, uh, music streaming software. Uh, so this kind of puts them in the same game as Google Music or um, you know uh, Amazon's got a thing called Cloud Player, um, or in some respects you could say you know what what Pandora's been doing or Spotify's about to do, um, you know you know they, at least they have a you know they have something in their arsenal now that they can compete with at that at that layer, and then you know if they go the Pandora route, which is you know uh, adding location based uh, ads. Uh, in into the uh, you know in, in in along the music stream that that could be interesting as well since you know Samsung's got you know a lot of the um, you know hardware based location determining capability a lot like Apple we were talking about earlier um, you know that could be an interesting fit whether they they choose to go there or not I'm not saying that I'm just saying at least they've got a you know software layer now to to stream music it's you know it's an odd play because uh, Samsung uh has made the brunt of their movement in the smartphone market on Android, right? This is this is what yep. they do. And Android is has launched uh, yep. their or Google has launched their music uh, sharing service and their cloud service, 
and and they're competing now uh, in that space with their own provider, the operating system, which is embedded, you know, which the uh, sharing service and the cloud service from Google is embedded right in the operating system. So it, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. Who's gonna who's gonna play? Um, and you know, the default is going to be Google always. It's just, but I think that this is a this is the the beginning of the uh, of an antitrust piece that's about to happen with Google. The same way that Windows, as a dominant platform on the desktop. You know, you couldn't, they, they, they had to separate the browser from the desktop way back in the day. The same thing's going to happen here when you have Android as the mobile operating system. How does Samsung take this, their M-Spot music service, and bring that into, and the cloud service, bring that onto the desktop, onto the mobile desktop? I think this is going to be a challenge, yep. big challenge. But a bigger play here as well, I'm just pulling it up right now, is M-Spot Movies, which I think is really the big piece here, is that M-Spot Movies... You think about it. Is that um, now they're battling iTunes, they're battling uh, Google Play, they're battling all these guys, and and I think that this is a really interesting play by Samsung. They're realizing that hey, listen, we're selling we're selling a, a crap load of devices. Hey, yeah, you know, and device ownership, right? This trend that we're getting through is a device ownership. People are flipping their devices every nine months. How do we keep people buying Samsung devices? And then when the, the need for a smartphone with computing processing power like this is no longer needed and the cloud is the dominant play and all we need is a piece of glass anywhere, which can be dumb screens anywhere, all of a sudden Samsung now has that service layer like Apple, like Google, yep. that is going to be required in order to be able to win this world. And uh, I think this is this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, this is something that they have to do. Yeah. There's no official numbers on this deal, but uh, I did see a rumor that said eight eight point eight yeah, million. I mean, this is like chump change for for yeah. for Samsung to do to test this out. Eight point eight million bucks, like eight point eight million dollars. Facebook spent a billion on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, eight point eight million. Like, so what's what's a billion? So, eight point eight million is like, oh, forty eight minutes of interest on that billion dollar deal, right? Anyway, it's, I think this is a smart play by Samsung. So they acquire M-Spot. If you're interested in going to M-Spot, just go to mspot.com to try to figure out what they're doing. Um, who knows if they can win this, but at $8.8 million, it's a rounding error. It's worth a yeah. shot. All right, last last story, funding-wise. Uh, Andreessen Horowitz. Come on, Mark. you got to come on to untether.tv, buddy. I've been harassing you. I will retire as soon as you come on. So anybody out there who knows Mark Andreessen, <laughs> I will stop doing interviews the moment that I have Andreessen on. Uh, I've watched him grow since his Netscape days. But they, they put $10 million into a company called Belly. What is Belly? Great name. Belly is yet another Chicago-based. I mean, it seems like there's so many of these deal loyalty coupons planning platform companies coming out of Chicago. Uh, Chicago-based, um, they call it a digital loyalty program uh, targeted for small businesses. Um, so this is, you know, last week we talked about Punch Card. Uh, these guys are in that same category in some respects. They're going after all these small businesses, um, trying to help them manage their loyalty uh, programs and, you know, kind of get get those returning customers coming back. Ten million bucks from Andreas and Horowitz. Um, the interesting thing is, is these guys are you know nowhere near uh, from from what I've been reading about you know what Andreas and Horowitz normally puts money into anywhere near the benchmarks of 
you know, what has been the norm. I mean, these guys are in Facebook, they're in uh, Groupon, they're in, in uh, you know, Airbnb, they're in some, you know, some guys with, with, with lots of users, and these guys have like a 1,400 customers, apparently. Um, and, uh, and the CEO has, uh, you know, this is his first, first time, first crack at the can. So uh, I don't know, I don't get it. Um, but Hey, hey um, what, what I do like about it is, uh, I was the panel I was on in LA, um, and we, you know, belly came up in the conversation and, um, you know, and, and, and we were having this discussion about, and so, so I know, you know, move off the financing for a second. So 10 million bucks for belly. Um, but um, we were talking about, you know, small businesses and we were in a room full of small business owners and they were asking the question about, you know, what is the, what is the right value for, you know, for a discount? What do we actually have to give away uh, in order to attract customers? That was, that was a question from the audience. Uh, and they were like, you know, while we, you know, Groupon wants 50%, this one, this one, you know, wants this and that and the other thing. And, um, and so the, so Belly came up because, um, in a lot of cases with Belly, you don't actually have to give away much of anything at all, um, you know, to sort of, you know, build that loyalty. In fact, when Belly launched, one of their first merchants that came on board, and I guess this was part of the promotion and then where the name fits in, um, was you know come come in here and uh, you know and buy something from us and, and use Belly, and you know instead of getting five dollars off or whatever it is, you get to punch the owner in the stomach. That was that was the reward, right? Seriously, you know it could be a it could, it could be a whatever, but you get to punch the owner in the stomach, um, and uh, and that was that was the reward for the for one of these uh, early merchants, and and I like it, right? I mean it, it it's cool, right? Because it's so it's so different. It's like yeah, come in and punch, come in and punch the owner in the, in the belly. Is your reward? <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know what? <laughs> well, that, that's that's a that is it's very unique. But you're right. You know, um, value has a, doesn't always have to be a fixed a, a monetary uh, equation, right? That does that doesn't have to be money or discounts. It, it can be something something as silly as that. Uh, it's how Houdini died. Yeah. But uh, man. Well, you know what? I, I'm always intrigued by uh, by that kind of marketing and guerrilla marketing. And to get uh, Andreessen Horowitz to put $10 million into this, um, th there's got to be something there. The reason why Chicago, obviously, is because it is the, it, it, I mean, yeah. uh, we know why. It, it's it's the mecca for uh, large shopping companies. And, and um, everybody I know seems to be coming out of Chicago. It's, 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 it's like that home of the Cubs as well, unfortunately. But when, when you start to talk about these things, companies, uh, Andreessen, is is making bets across all these platforms and and the sure. worst thing that could happen i think here is that a company like belly gets gets swallowed up by a company like uh, like groupon if they can do these things right you know so he's got a lot of companies that they look at to see if they can can they, well he's got money in yeah. both now right so and that's exactly it so uh and i think that they got enough money to play with and um certainly they've been they've been uh spending a lot and i and i love that uh, so belly go to bellycard.com and you will find out a little bit more information and uh, anybody out there who's running a, a promo where we can punch punch the owner in the gut, let us know. I will fly there to punch an owner in the gut. I love it. Wow. All right. So those are the uh, the three stories that were making news in the M and A and funding. Uh, Echo Echo closing seven hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Belly raising ten million dollars from Andreessen Horowitz and Samsung acquiring M Spot to compete with the likes of Google and Apple. 
in their not only their music streaming, music service, and delivery service, but their iCloud and their cloud service as well. Big week. One last piece. Asif, I think only you can do it justice. What are we talking about here? The LBMA did a white paper with PricewaterhouseCoopers. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's called Marketing Goes Local. Um, this is uh, PwC Canada's uh, retail division, uh, but it's it, it, well, it's it's funded through the Canadian operation. It, it's a, a, a North American look at uh, retail and location-based marketing. Um, we pull a lot of case study content from various LVMA members, uh, so we're, you know, Gold Run, uh, Ad Centricity, Screenscape. Uh, uh, Placecast uh, looked at some retailers as well. So the entire uh, commented in here. So there's there's a lot of interesting, uh, um, you know, sort of, uh, both both empirical data and, and non, um, you know, you know, good, just good commentary on uh, on sort of where this is go from a retail perspective. Um, so just a good sort of uh, education piece if you're sort of just getting comfortable and getting hot on what's going on around this uh, and you don't watch this week in location-based marketing every week this is a good place to start so it's up on the LBMA site under research um, uh, PwC white paper uh, just go to LBMA the, sorry the LBMA.com forward slash research and you'll find it there um, and, and um, yeah good luck I like it. I was just trying to. I just pulled it up on my iPad there, and it was a. Um, and you can do that. I mean, the, the the first story is basically what is location-based marketing. So I think that this is a good primer. If you if you if you are new to this space, first of all, the greatest thing is that you have seventy-six other episodes that are out there that could, you can get you uh, caught up very quickly, um, and reach out if you'd like to know which ones you really should listen to. Um, and it's number one through seventy-seven. It's that yeah. simple. Um, but it's a really great primer. It's available free. And I love the fact that you guys do this because, you know, we often th forget that while we are in this industry, we have lived through this industry. You and I have been bringing you, uh, you know, bringing the highlights of this industry weekly for 77 straight weeks. But there are people out there that are just getting into this space, just wrapping their heads around it, just trying to understand what's going on. And I think that that is why I love the fact that you guys have done this, especially with PwC. I think it's very cool. The other side of this is that if you are interested in figuring out what the impact of location-based and uh, location-based services and marketing are going to have on marketing world and how we produce push product, market product, and entice customers and have lifelong loyalty from customers, I think you have to come out to Untethered Talks. That's just my opinion. And nothing, yeah, and uh, I want you to just remind people of the data. That, that is, I, you know, I don't think maybe I should mention it every every minute. It's June 26th and 27th in Toronto at the Glen Gould Studio, which is a classy place, far too classy for us. However, it is right attached to CBC on Front Street, downtown Toronto. Go, go, please go and register. The early bird special runs out, runs out at the end of the month, and we will be bringing you a great deal for location-based marketing association members. Yeah, and, and um, you know, yeah. If if you can at all be here, you should you should you should definitely go down to other talks. Um, and then last plug for me, um, you know, we got two LBMA events coming up. Um, as I mentioned at the at the, uh, at the front end, we're launching a, a new chapter in Montreal in partnership with a group uh, company called Get Me Listed. Um, so that's June seventh. Uh, if you're in Montreal, we we have another our usual Toronto chapter. Is meeting on June the 20th, and we're talking about content check-ins, uh, MISO, CBC, all that kind of stuff. Um, this week, if you're in uh, if you're in New York, is the Geo um, uh, Geo, Summit. Geo Web yep. Summit. 
Yeah, the GeoWeb Summit. Uh, so that's on the 17th. Sorry, I'm just looking over the, the date here. It's on the 17th. So um, ping us uh, if, you, if you need a discount code for that and you haven't already signed up, uh, we can help you out with that as well. So much. Just go to the MBA. There's so much. Just go to the LBMA.com and you will find out all this. Come to untether.tv, untethertalks.com. I think we've, we have killed this episode. We're over an hour. This has been great. I can't wait to do number 78. Episode number 78. We're going to fit it into all of our schedules. 78 and 79 are going to be different days. I'd like to keep this a little bit more exciting. So for those of you who are out there, we'd love to some, hear some feedback. If you have any comments, suggestions of companies that should be on this. If you want to be interviewed as our featured guest, why not reach out on tether at gmail.com or seif at the lbma.com. We will respond. We really appreciate the feedback and the comments that we've received. Uh, keep them coming, please. Keep them coming. That is it. Asif, All killed right. number 77. We're, we're good. We are. I think we can turn off the cameras and go to bed. Please come yeah. back next week for episode number 78. This has been the conclusion of This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode number 77. We'll see you next week, everybody. Asif, Thank you, Rob. have a great week. Later. Thanks to all of you. Cheers. <laughs>